jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Anthony. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you've noticed. Huh. What? These are strange times we're living in right now. Really? What Yeah. What's so, so weird? Um my oatmeal tasted kind of funny today. Did it? Um yeah, it just like started coughing and it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of a plague. Stacy, what is going on? I don't know. It's, it's real. It's, uh, uh, life feels uncanny. Like, and I know everyone, I know everyone's experiencing this. That's the weird, one of the most wild things about this is everyone is affected by this. It's happening to everybody right now. Yes. Some much more than others. But doesn't it, it feels like, it feels like right now it just feels like podcasting at the end of the world. It's like, what's the... What are we doing? <laughs> but also, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> well, there's nothing else to do. I did think about that. I'm like, am I just playing my violin as the Titanic sinks around me? Sure. <laughs> but I will say that I think also distractions are good in this time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... This provides a distraction for us, obviously, but also for anyone who chooses to listen. If it can take your mind off of things, these are anxious times. I've been anxious without feeling, like, consciously anxious. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, no, I have no, I have no idea what you mean. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I walked into... I walked into Trader Joe's yesterday, which one is already oh cause for uh, distress. You know this. The second oh, sure. you reach that parking lot, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's, okay, get get out your tank. Get out yeah. the uh, armaments. All of it. Just be ready. Be prepared. I walk in. <laughs> the whole store was empty. Like, I mean, everything was gone. And I literally <laughs> started crying in Trader Joe's. Oh, that that was that was my yesterday. That was one day, like the day before. I think it was Wednesday that everything started to get canceled, and then it it's been you know yesterday we closed the Hollywood, we canceled Queer Horror, we were having our five year anniversary. Like every my entire month ahead of me has been canceled. Everything and it's uh, it's so surreal. It's it's. It's it, really it, surreal. It's been two days, but it feels like a year already. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna have eaten all of my apocalypse food, like tomorrow. I started to do that last night. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I have enough food to last, you know. And it's like, but instead of just eating, like a regular person does, like I regularly do. All of a sudden, everything is so tantalizing, and I'm like, well, oh, now yeah. you're you're not gonna have this in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I went to the market yesterday, day before, I forget, I don't know. And uh, the, like, f there's a shishi market, like, a block away from my apartment. And I went and I bought some foodstuffs. <clears throat> and they had these cannolis that looked really good. So I was like, mm. I'm gonna get myself a little treat, got a cannoli. And I put it up on the counter. I was the only person in the place. And I put it up on the counter and the woman very solemnly says like when she rings out the cannolis she says good for you <laughs> and i'm like is this my fucking last meal or something like what is <laughs> this like you know enjoy a cannoli before you die gasping for air <laughs> she was found dead clutching a cannoli, cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> a cannoli <laughs> just cl yeah, just clutching it in my closed fist with a cannoli all <laughs> like dripping like, all over, like Charlton Heston's corpse with his gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. Good, good for, for her. her. Enjoying life right up until 
the end. <laughs> I don't know. These are weird times. And then I decided, I'm like, I don't know what I feel like watching. For some reason, I have felt drawn to uh, black and white films as of late. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love black and white films. I'm not one of those people. You know, one of those Those people. people. Mm-hmm. You know how those people are. Mm-hmm. Who are like, no color, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Ain't cinema. Not me. Not mm-hmm. me, my friend. So I've been watching a lot of old stuff. And I have to now agree with you. You've said this in the past. I didn't believe you because I don't often believe anything you have to say. That's a very wise choice. <laughs> but I'm going to say it now. And I don't care who knows it. You know what? It's the apocalypse. I'll say what I want to say. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for this. Uh, Todd Browning's Dracula. Very, very boring. Oh, it's so boring. It's so boring. It's so boring. <clears throat> it is... I would I would call it excruciatingly so. It is... Awful. I have very different feelings about uh, the Philip the Philip Glass cut, though. Yes, you've mentioned that. I did not have that luxury, so it was just, uh, you know, twenty minutes of silence <laughs> as Bella Lugosi bends over. Yeah, <laughs> like hold on, I'll grab the wolf's bane, <laughs> and then Everett Van Sloan just stares at him from across the room for another eighteen days. Oh my <laughs> and he god! Goes, count. <laughs> Belagosi just stares at him for another six years. Oh my god! And his thing. I mean, I'm fine with slow. I'm fine with the pace of older films, but I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I can see it now. You know, the headlines that are going to come out tomorrow <laughs> or <Ariel> tonight. Lesbian <laughs> yeah, hates Dracula. Extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Lesbian film blogger doesn't like hundred-year-old films. <laughs> the world continues apace. Too boring, she says. Too boring, she cries. <laughs> Why isn't it more like Portrait of a Lady on Fire? <laughs> it was so influential to... <laughs> early universal horror makers and then I look out my window and there's people with torches and pitchforks ready well, to murder me for my views you're just wait you spend that whole any time um, uh, Dwight Fry comes on as Renfield you're like thank god something is happening thank god someone is trying to infuse life into this fucking thing I will say all of the women in that film though bunch of babes in diaphanous gowns oh super babes dracula's brides a plus mina lucy a plus oh yeah it did have me thinking maybe i should get some brides but (laughs) the brides of red knob You countess, what about a countess? Just, can you just leave me alone? Can I just have one minute to myself, please, brides? <laughs> Too many brides. That'll be the next episode where I complain about having so many brides. Is this, this is your lesbian vampire sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> Too many brides. Oh, oh. I Stacey mean, Ponder is the Countess Redknob. God, Jason Blum, I know we shit talked you on the last episode, like we always I do, know. but fifty dollars, fifty dollars, we're here for it. I that it's what happens when Todd Browning is a good filmmaker too, but it's what sure. happens when you it, it could not read more so than them just straight up turning the play, which is already an atrocity. The old play of Dracula is just terrible. But taking a play and then putting it on camera without an audience and without any life. Yeah. It's just it's just bad. But sets are good. Yeah, the sets are lavish. The castle's real nice. Uh it's chaos out there. Right? It's uh the man in front of me at the pharmacy was coughing into the air. 
Oh, my God. Without a care in the world. Oh, I went God. to the movies on Thursday, was waiting for the restroom. Man you... came out, uh, didn't wash his hands. <gasps> Wait, how do you know? How do you know that he didn't wash his hands? Because the door, the toilet flushed and the door immediately opened. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a onesie bathroom. I have been washing my hands. Well, Jason and Maddie would dispute this, but I have been washing my hands every three seconds, especially in public. Like when I went and saw a film a few days ago, um, I I washed my hands on the way to the bathroom, in the bathroom, during the bathroom, on the way out of the bathroom. He should. I mean, this means he's like never washed. If he's not doing it now when there's heightened awareness, this man has never washed his hands coming out of the bathroom. Does that surprise you, though? It should. It should, but there's so many people that it, it it's just not a thing. That's this whole, this hilarity is like, oh, so this is just revealed that nobody has ever washed their hands. <laughs> no one has ever bought soap in their No lives. one's ever bought soap. No one ever washes their hands after leaving the bathroom. Everyone coughs into the air. What is wrong with people? And yet they're all buying toilet paper and stocking and hoarding paper. it, even though... All, we've all learned you just poop right in your hand and you don't even wash it. <laughs> also, like, diarrhea, whatever, excess bathroom usage isn't, a, like, a symptom. It's a very rare symptom. Like, how long do you think you're going to be in your house? Well, I think, I think they... I think they think it's water and they're going to try to drink it or, like, wring out the toilet paper. Oh, that could be. That's the only thing I can, I can, that's the only way I can understand it because our store was full, like had not, the, all the water aisles were totally abundant and then there was no toilet paper. And I'm like, don't you think one is more important than the Yeah, other? you're supposed to stay hydrated. Yeah, then. if you're trying to stock up for a flu, maybe. I mean, I, I get it. It's a sense of security. It's like the toilet paper is a visualization of the veneer of civilization, right? Yeah. Well, I can wipe myself after I use the bathroom. Civilization will prevail. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't become the beasts yet. We haven't become the beasts. Yeah. Not dragging our butts on the carpet. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean... Not because of going to the bathroom. I just do that for fun. <laughs> That's just a, a night in Red Knot Manor. That's <laughs> night in Red Knot Manor. Me and the brides. Um, counting. Sometimes, sometimes we have races. It's real fun. <laughs> it's real fun. What? Else? It's a castle. There's nothing else to do. It's just full of carpet. It's all covered in. It's just full. Tracks. It's just lesbians in diaphanous gowns. Dragging their asses across the living room carpet. <laughs> One of them looking thrilled at this. <laughs> the rest of them <laughs> thinking about climbing up to the top of the parapet <laughs> and jumping out to the cliffs. <laughs> Come on, it's fun. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. Don't yuck my yum. I'm not yucking your yum. <laughs> I'm adapting it for TV. <laughs> Man, if I've learned nothing else this time, Stacy, it's that you're a very special human being. <laughs> I was going to say, it's that I wish I had purchased a bidet attachment much earlier on in my life. Right? But then I we realized the truth was different. <laughs> This is, I mean, the, if anything, this virus is teaching us about the failings of America. Yeah, we, we we have not adapted to the bidet system. No, or the metric system. Or the metric system. And now look at us, hoarding toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I have a lot of books. There are still leaves on the trees outside. Like, we'll be fine. It snowed here overnight. It's so it's so bizarre. It adds to the sense of nothing is supposed to be happening right now. <laughs> yeah. It's very I don't strange. Get it. It's very strange. I get it. So, wow. Oh well. So anyway, uh does it feel silly to be uh, you know, talking about class reunion massacre? 
Oh. But doesn't it always feel silly to be talking about Class Reunion Massacre? I mean, honestly, I would say we've had, what, 180 episodes at this point. I would say on 175 of them, we've said, this is useless. (laughs) This entire endeavor, right? But I think if, while listening to it, we give someone out there an hour and a half of joy and distraction from their workaday world problems. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah, that's what we're here for, especially right now. Especially right now. Because this is a weird fucking time. I mean, getting to do this is literally the only thing I have right now. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to, I honestly was like making the steps to quit the internet, like to stop all social media this week. And um, and then this happened and I'm like, that's the only way I'm going to see people now. Mm -hmm. Right now. It's weird. So I'm glad we're doing it. It feels like a very slow motion apocalypse, but it's all happening at once. Yeah. Do yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, and you think the, it should be cooler, like not, not. Oh yeah, not to go back to like the the. I mean, well, I mean, bummer's gonna come in and out of this, I think, because it's just a weird time. But like, when I after I left the Trader Joe's, and then I went to Safeway, and then I cried at Safeway, and then I went down to back to my car. When I was at, going back to my car, I just kept found myself thinking like want like i always like wondering like you know when you do like which of your friends is gonna survive the zombie apocalypse and who will do what um i always thought i'd be like way more take charge but i was like no i'm just at the apocalypse i'm the person that just cries at the grocery store (laughs) yeah oh well i've never had those delusions about myself you know that (laughs) oh yeah you've always said first thing i've always said first thing i mean i will fall down and give my friends time to get away. My, you know, I, I don't know if I told the story on this show or not. Whatever. If you've heard it before, that's fine. Uh, talking with my landlord, like, probably two years ago at this point, we were talking about uh, an apocalyptic scenario. And uh, I said, I am woefully unre- unprepared. I will be one of the first people to die. And he said, that's nonsense. What are the first three things you have to secure when there's an emergency like that? And I said, my cat. And he said, yeah, you're dead. (laughs) I was like, that was as far as I got. And he's like, "Uh, food, water, shelter. I was like, oh, all right. I'm like, like, my cat and my Suspiria Blu-ray. The German special release? Yeah, the German is the big, well. Because you need an all region for that. Or region free. Yeah. Just take them both, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Yeah, so that's the three things, and two of them are Suspiria. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? When Portrait of a Lady on Fire comes out on home video, then I'll have to make some tough choices. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, well. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, I've never had these delusions. I did think that it would be a little more exciting, I suppose. But you realize how fragile everything is when you see videos of your friends at the grocery store and, like, everything is gone. Yep. It's like, oh, it took 15 minutes for all of this to fall apart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's funny. It really is funny following up on... Um... I mean, it's f- not funny, haha, but, well, maybe, <laughs> but following the Picnic on Hanging Rock, Rock episode, where we were talking about just the, the sheer fragility of every, of all structures. Yes. And then, like, literally, like, since then, it's just a cat pulled a string. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything has collapsed. Everything has collapsed very, very quickly. When do I put on my Mad Max leather outfit? <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, if any, but if this has taught us anything, it's that it, the end of the world will never be cool like we always thought. It won't. Which is honestly, <laughs> it was good. That's a good thing because I always that was another area where I felt really inadequate. I was like, well, I can't make a car look cool. <laughs> Because I don't know how to do so you that. Just have, you have your raider armor with popsicle sticks sticking out of your shoulder. <laughs> it's a, popsicle sticks, please. It's going to be tinfoil, first of all. <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'll be the one person wrapped in tinfoil driving a, an 89 Tercel. Just sweating in your tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> just sweating in my tinfoil. <laughs> Like, hey guys, I'm here to join the gang. <laughs> They're all cool. They've got mohawks and shit. Like, you know. 
Everybody's like, go away. The reflection off of your outfit. Yeah, you're is so bright. You're like a lighthouse. So <laughs> Everyone hears you coming everywhere because you're just clinking. And you they, keep... s- they see my Tercel coming down the street. <laughs> your apocalypse Tercel. <laughs> my apocalypse Tercel. Yeah, somebody's like, boy, oh boy. I think I'm going crazy with hunger. Is there a baked potato walking down the street? <laughs> No, that's just Stacy. <laughs> I would quit, but then I would have no jobs left. <laughs> hey, you know, they say that when uh, Shakespeare was sequestered during the plague, he wrote King Lear. Oh, okay. I'm sequestered and uh, fantasize about wrapping myself in tinfoil. <laughs> Whatever. Same thing. It's like at best we could come up with an outline for Lady Detective right now. <laughs> yeah, don't don't expect, uh, you know, any great works out of the Countess Retina. <laughs> Everybody's like, uh, we weren't. Yeah, so. have, have you seen her in her <laughs> castle lately? Oi! Oi! Hello! Drag, drag it like this! Drag it like this! Here we go! Line up, ladies! Here we go! <laughs> oh! The apocalypse. So, class reunion massacre, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> class reunion massacre. That's right. We're calling it class reunion massacre. Also known as, and uh, allegedly also probably released as the Redeemer, the Son of Satan. Uh, today we are referring to it as Class Reunion Massacre because that's just a funner title, man. It sounds more, oh, what was that? Great Value Slasher? Oh. Huh? 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 There's still some of those on the shelves. There's still some of those out there. That's, that's, you're guaranteed to always be able to find one of those. Yeah, the one-ply toilet paper and (laughs) Class Reunion Massacre. (laughs) I always get one-ply toilet paper. Well, listen. It lasts longer. It does, you're right. Plus it exfoliates. (laughs) 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 Wow, well. Class reunion massacre. That tinfoil really... Uh, apparently I wrapped my brain first. <laughs> you just marinated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I apologize, listeners. What else do you have to do? You're in quarantine. What else do you have you to do? You got You're nothing else, us. man. You're stuck with us now. This is it. We're doing an episode a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing left. There's nothing left. Nothing left. Oh, well. Oh. Class, Class Union Massacre. Um, you know. <laughs> are we ever going to talk about this movie or are we just going to say the not title over and over? <laughs> I'll let you know. So, uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking about it this morning. I watched it last night. It's yeah. not the first time I've seen it. I've seen it before. This was my first view. Mm-hmm. While I do really like this weird movie, also earlier today I thought, what is there to say about it? Like, I know we We decided to do this episode. (laughs) Thanks to uh, our pal Colin Drucker over at um, In the Details podcast. Homeboy Colin. Homeboy Colin and All Right Mary. He's got, he's got like three, he's got a lot of podcasts. They're all great. We could could really step up our game. I know, it's true. 
Um, but he messaged us and was like, hey, you guys have seen this, right? And I was like, duh, I've seen it. And Anthony was like, no. <laughs> I've never baby. seen anything. <laughs> I've never seen anything. <laughs> but it reminded me that I do like this really weird movie. So we're like, let's do a great value slasher. That'll take our minds off of all of the terrible things that are happening. And, I, you know, while I think that's true and that was a good idea, I mean... <laughs> Not a lot of meat on these bones. No, I I have a few observations and a lot of questions. Sure. <laughs> so, Class Reunion Massacre. 1978. Class Reunion Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> it opens. <laughs> it opens the way most films do. It actually, it's kind of like, you know, did you ever read um, Ulysses? Oh, Sure. Where it's like the sentence that it opens with is the sentence it like ends with. Yeah, man. It's like bookends, man, you know, and then your mind's like, and that's like Class Reading Massacre because Class Reading Massacre is what happens when James Joyce is like, I'm going to (laughs) make a shitty slasher. Yes, I'm going to make a a one ply slasher. Uh, so this film opens in the same way it closes, which is with a, um, what I guess could only be described as the Lady of the Lake emerging from the lake, uh, except in this case, the Lady of the Lake is uh, what looks to be a 10-year-old or so child, boy, uh, emerges from the water, goes to a church, uh, gets into a choir gown for this church with other other boys including the bully who does exactly what i do when i make a joke which is i ostracize someone and say i made a joke you didn't laugh it was funny yeah i I, yeah i made a note of that too i'm like i'm gonna start using that it's a goes up to the kid he goes i told a joke you didn't laugh and then he pulls out a switchblade i'm like that's good i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that to all of our listeners all of our listeners it's just stacy right there in her baked potato outfit i made a joke with a switchblade <laughs> also made out of tinfoil also made out of tinfoil yes tinfoil and one fly is that a wand <laughs> is this a harry potter thing uh, <laughs> choir boys go into the into the church where this uh, preacher gives a sermon about um, some evil folks who have sinned, some sinners. Uh, we see uh, cut twos ex- describing the lives of several different individuals um, who it turns out are all getting together for their class reunion. They've been invited to a class reunion at this old uh, broken down ramshackle one time school community center what is this place <laughs> supposed to be their school supposed to be their school um they all realize like oh we're the only ones here we're early to this how strange so they do what any of us do they eat all the food and then proceed to be murdered one by one by a killer who i guess could be described as the theater kid method actor of our nightmares uh yeah the theater kid who caused the explosion at the Ben Cooper factory. <laughs> exactly. Got six fucking costume changes. <laughs> and different different mannerisms and, and voice, like dialects. Like the, this this killer is me at every D&D night I've ever had. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, hold on. I have a wig for this one. <laughs> and then I yeah. come back in the room after Hello. I've smoked another joint. Yeah. And I'm Mrs. Doubtfire now. <laughs> This killer, the killer is Mrs. Doubtfire in this movie. It's yeah, just pretty much. Robin Williams running back to that kitchen to put on those Harvey Wine. Oh, not Harvey Weinstein. Wow. <laughs> oh, <Harvey> no. Feierstein. <laughs> I've got the cop. <laughs> Harvey Feierstein. Yeah. Those Harvey Feierstein prosthetics. Um, yeah. So uh, one by one, they all are murdered in a in a in a form that is actually very very uh i don't know if i'd say ahead of its time because black christmas had already happened halloween was the same year but it's very much a precursor to 80s horror slashers 
Yes. Well, this does predate Halloween. It was actually made in 76. And my copy of it, yes. which goes by the illegal title, Class Reunion Massacre, does say 1976. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So it's it's very early, and it does... It feels like... It's very... Uh, I know we say it all the time, but it's very ahead of its time as a slasher film. For sure. It really is, because... And, and this one, particularly... 70s slashers feel very different from 80s slashers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one really lays the DNA... Ew. For... Yeah, baby. <laughs> for an... <laughs> For an 80s style slasher where, you, yes. I mean, like like you were even saying, this has some like kind of, well, I guess Terra Train was, well, that was early 80s, wasn't it? Or was that late mm-hmm. 70s? Yeah. There's like the, the changing of all the masks. There's the one-liners from the killer. There's all the varieties of deaths, um, which like, you know, in Halloween, it's just you get stabbed with a knife or you get suffocated, really this there's a bunch of different ways to die and a bunch of different masks to be worn as you are murdered um ultimately everyone dies uh everyone and then the the killer is revealed to be the priest who was giving the sermon at the church in the beginning he somehow has an extra thumb that he has inherited <laughs> through this little boy who is the Lady of the Lake, who might have been his accomplice, and then the little boy leaves the church, is returned his second thumb from the priest. <laughs> I'm serious. This is exactly what I, the movie is, listeners. This is what happens. I'm not... <laughs> two thumbs on one... We should make a note. Two thumbs on one hand. Two th- yes, it is important to say he has... Everyone's like, well, uh, everyone's just yeah, looking well, at both their thumbs right now. Could I be a son of Satan? <laughs> yeah. Two thumbs on one hand. For a total of, For a total of three thumbs. It's another of, sign of coronavirus. It's Fever. Another, yes. Dry cough. <laughs> three thumbs. Two thumbs on one hand. Baked potato gown. Um, Baked potato gown. So... <laughs> So the child has his two thumbs on one hand restored, crawls back into the lake. The film is over. We see that if you, there's a title card that comes up at the end that says, uh, hey, if you need to get some people back or something, punish them, call the Redeemer and he'll give you his thumb hand. The end. (laughs) <laughs> give you his spare thumb. Yeah, that's a paraphrase. That's, oh, oh, that, card. Oh, oh, that there? That's my killing thumb. <laughs> he should have killed people with this extra thumb. He should have, because, I mean, except for that one shot where you see a stranger in the beginning. The beginning of this film is very, makes no sense. Oh, yeah. Because you have Lady of the Lake, little boy. You have person laying in bed with, like, uh, what, for lack of a better term, I'd say a feminized hand, but very hairy arms and hands. Um, and then you see multiple hands moving, and then you don't know what's going on, and I guess that's a precursor to the bets, the priest, and he's developing the thumb. It doesn't make any sense. Then you see all these different characters, and you don't know who anybody is. It's almost like curtains in that way, where it's just too many beginnings. Yeah. You don't know what's happening, and then 20 minutes in, it becomes a slasher film. Yeah. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It's a weird duck. It's a weird fucking duck. It's a very, Uh very strange film. Um, The people that get killed, the sinners. Yes. uh, Perhaps we should run through them and talk about what their sins are. Uh, I'll tell you right now, a lot of them are gay. A lot of them are gay. I would argue every person in this film is a homosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have John, who's a tiny lawyer. What's his sin? That's his sin, basically. Tiny lawyer. <laughs> he's, he's, he's greedy. He wears the littlest neckties that you ever did see. Uh, I guess he's greedy. I guess that's his thing. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of becomes the one of the leaders towards yeah. as the film pushes on. Uh, we have Cindy. Oh, I love who's, her. She's a floozy. <laughs> right? She's a straight up... Uh, 70s floozy. When it- she enjoys going to bars. <laughs> That's... That's pretty much it. <laughs> she goes to bars. When she everybody bars. gets back together for the first time in the parking lot of what might be their school, uh, 
everyone's going through their current relationship status because they didn't have Facebook back then. So you just had to tell people the first time you, the second you saw them, what your relationship status was. Terrifying. Terrifying era. And so she says, she says, I've been married and then divorced and then annulled. And now I'm single and having a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy's great. Yeah, I love Cindy. She was fantastic. Yeah. Janetta Arnett, who I only know her from Head of the Class, that old sitcom. I have never seen that, but I did make a note of her name because I appreciate that if you were in Germany, a German would want to pronounce it Janetta Arnetta. Mm. With that E at the end. And that's how yeah. I want to say her name from now on. Yeah, she should. She really should. I hope she does. Um, we have Terry... Who enjoys hamburgers? <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> That's his, he's the ex-jock. He was the big football star in school. And now he likes a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jane, who's wealthy. She married into money to... If her husband wasn't gay, to also, faggot right? Philip, <laughs> to, to to wealthy fag Philip. When you see them at their like estate, and he's like, "Oh, Jane," and she's like, "Oh, Philip." <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's us yeah. if we got married and pretended yeah. to be rich people. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have Roger, who's a an actor, big old also. fag, big big old fag. fag, big time fag. And we have Kirsten, who is a lesbian. Full-on les in a relationship with a woman. She has her girlfriend, Portia, who is begging her to let her come to the reunion with her. It's Petra. This is not Ellen DeGeneres, okay? Oh, I was confused. There's more than two lesbians. I was confused. The aliens. The aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I. it's actually very shocking. Like, you know, as goofy as this movie is, that Kirsten is afforded an actual relationship. They have a discussion where Petra says, I want to go with you to this reunion. Why won't you let me go with you? And Kirsten's like, no, no. You know, she doesn't want to come out to everybody at the reunion. Mm-hmm. This is 1976, y'all. They have a kiss. They share a cat. And I'm like, somebody did their research into lesbians before they wrote this. <laughs> they have a cat. Petra's going to stay home and, and take care of the cat while Kirsten's at the reunion. So gay. And I would say, I mean, looking at all these people, when you see the little glimpses into their lives, Kirsten is the only one who has an actual, like, good, solid relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them. I have to say, um... I don't feel like this movie, despite the setup, I don't feel like this movie judges these characters. Right. For their, for what is being called their sins. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely comes off more like, no, this killer is crazy. And it's just like, you know, the boring seven deadly sins thing. But we're not making a judgment on these people. At least that's how I felt, with the intentions of the camera, at least. Well, look how, you know, yeah, look how hypocritical religion is. He's killing all of these people because of their sins. I feel as if sin is a murder. I mean, a murder is a sin. I, yeah, I think you'd have to make some mental uh, leaps. Yeah. To not arrive at that. Yeah, I had to do some gymnastics, but I got there. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. You're going to regret this baked potato thing forever, Stacey. Just imagine doing the little backflips on the bar or whatever, but you're in your little tinfoil outfit. Please. The listeners can only get so turned on, Anthony. (laughs) It's true. We we need to distract them from our message about class reunion massacre. We can't start a sexual pandemic here right now. (laughs) Pandemic of horniness. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> the outbreak began here with that tinfoil suit. Man, I saw that baked potato on the uneven bars. <laughs> she's been dragging her ass. She was dragging her ass. I don't know. Something came over me. <laughs> Ma'am, you're very ill. <laughs> we need to quarantine well, she's you. Got, she has a very high fever. Oh, dear. <laughs> Her, her brain is clearly boiling in her skull. Uh, and 
Kristen, the lesbian, is also, um, while she, she definitely kind of falls apart through the span of the film, like, by the end, she is, I mean, obviously, because you, you, everyone you're there with, all your friends you're seeing again for the first time in 10 years are dead, being killed. Um, so she doesn't really retain a lot of inner strength in those last moments, but she's also, it should be noted, the final lesbian. Yeah. I feel like she's the only final lesbian. I can't think of an. I mean, unless you... Ginny Field. Ginny Field or <laughs> unofficially Jada Pinkett in Demon Knight. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw that haircut. Yeah. So the, uh, I think, but in terms of a textual... Right. Lesbian. This yeah. might, she might be the la- the only one out there. Yeah. Props to her. So, wow, Kristen. Kirsten, thanks for the representation. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think it's definitely the highlight of Class Reunion Massacre in terms of, like, what's interesting about this film. You didn't think all those outfits were? Well. <laughs> all that death by vaudeville? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically death by vaudeville. The, well, I mean, it must... com- oh, yes, please. Oh, I was going to just say it must be argued also. I mean, this killer is clearly gay. Mm. Um, everyone in this film is gay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow yeah. it. Oh, that was all you were going to say? No, that's all I was going to say. That says, like, you shouldn't have let me speak. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I was just going to say the costumes are just, like... Uh, it's not your typical slasher stuff. It's like he makes latex masks. Like, now he's going to be a hunter who has a mustache. And now he's going to look like (laughs) someone took fucking Joel Grey and Cabaret and put him in the microwave for 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's just going to wear a mustache and nothing, well, and clothes, but, like, it's not really a get-up, you know? It's like... When he has a skull mask and is kind of dressed as the Grim Reaper, like, that's a slasher killer. Yeah, even, even like, the hobo clown. Yeah, yeah. Was a look. But yeah. then when he just, what what was that last look when he, he was just death by NYPD blue? He's like, um. <laughs> Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz, that's his name. I was trying to think. I was like, Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> yeah. Dennis Franz, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they ran out of ideas. They blew all their, like, costume budget on the Grim Reaper and the Hobo Clown. Yeah, absolutely. And that giant marionette that comes to life on its own? Yeah, that is clearly a person. Was that the little boy? I was like, what? Is Lady of the Lake also the marionette? Like, what is happening? <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I've had to ask myself that question over the years. <laughs> is Lady of the Lake also the marionette? <laughs> Who can say? Ma'am, you have a fever. Yeah. <laughs> ma'am, please, will you, ma'am, please, we need you to lie down. <laughs> I mean, this is all there is to, I mean, uh, whatever, fine. We're in a plague panic, sure. But, and so I feel a little distracted. However, also, there's nothing to talk about with this movie. And listeners could say, well, you could have, like, scheduled something else. (laughs) Do you want us to talk about anything, any movie you want us to talk about during this? Yeah, I mean, no, that's the thing. This is, is the perfect movie for this. This We scheduled this film because the last two weeks we did The Brood and Picnic and Hanging Rock, and they're heavy, you know? like They're, they're heavy, and we turned into we turned into people screaming on their lawn chairs at the kids. Yeah. Granted, <laughs> both of those. I mean, well, let's be honest. We didn't have to turn into anyone. We just lifted up <laughs> our fucking Scooby masks and showed you who's lurking underneath. Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> surprise, it's who you always expected we were. But, I mean, we did go down, like, the sort of angry feminist path, which... Which is deserved. Is deserved, and, and it's a path I'm reaction. always I'm always on that path. I have yeah. been since the day I was born. It's just maybe you don't also need me yelling at you and saying that antibacterial soap doesn't actually do anything. Maybe at some point, I'm just a crab. 
Right. Yeah. So we decided to go, well, I mean, I would argue antibacterial soap, as long as it's still soap, it's going to do something. But you don't need the antibacterial to clean yourself. You are correct. You are correct. If your choice was between antibacterial soap and no soap. Right. And you're just pooping in your hands, which we, I know several of you do. That man at the movies. That man at the movies pooped right in his hand. Yeah. But otherwise, but if... But then if you're choosing between antibacterial soap and, and just regular soap, the regular soap is going to do the job. Yeah, sure. Antibacterial soap does nothing else. Yeah. So we decided to go with something. We said, let's go back to the Great Value Slashers. Wasn't that a good time? There wasn't a problem in the world when we talked about Great Value Slashers. Everything was completely fine. Everything was fine. We were going to make Gaylord's great again. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what this is. And then we just happened to pick a movie that, you know, does have a lesbian. It is a slasher movie. And yet. We picked the movie with the one final lesbian in it. And it has, we have nothing to say about it. We have nothing to say. After spending the last two episodes screaming about representation. Yeah, we get a final lesbian and we're like, well, it's got a final lesbian. But, uh. (laughs) <laughs> There's no marionettes to write home about, really. Yeah, but this episode this episode could be five minutes long. It could be. Instead, uh, we're almost at an hour now. We've talked about the movie for five minutes. Oh well, <laughs> you know what? Oh well, it's a pandemic. This is it's all we have. It's a crazy time. It's a and crazy honestly, time. it's that setup. That's all there. This movie is very gay, surprisingly. Surprising amount of representation, if you want to call it that. Uh, surprising, surprising use of, of 80s slasher tropes before the 80s, or slashers really became much of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of different clown masks and costumes. It's available on YouTube for free. You can, you can watch, watch it. it on YouTube. There is, uh, I watched a, a DVD release, I think from Code Red. I'm not sure who, uh, under Redeemer, the Son of Satan. That was pretty good. Um, taken from a 35 millimeter print. I watched a burned DVD that a friend gave me of it under the title Class Reunion Massacre. Oh, yeah. I believe it's on YouTube under Redeemer, the Son of Satan. So if yes. you feel like checking yeah. this out, if you want to see some strange early representation, that is actually pretty good representation. Yeah. Yeah. It's give it thoughtful. a high five. It's a weird movie. It's very strange. You're welcome. It's very strange. It is. And it does feel like, especially with that, that sort of surreal beginning and ending and then the middle sandwich, it's very much a 70s satanic almost horror film sandwiched into between a, a, a 80s slasher film it's really weird but it's a good time it's yeah. a it's, it's an interesting time and yeah. lo and behold these are interesting times ain't they just mm-hmm. look this is just the beginning of it okay we've been uh self-quarantining just be- i mean whatever just because really you yeah. know isolating for like what two days now yep just think about next week's episode, my friend. <laughs> when it's been a week. Gaylord's <laughs> live from the end. We yeah. are we are the fucking Fallout DJs. We are. <laughs> we are. Oh well. Oh well. Tis what tis. As tis what they say. Oh yeah, that's what they that's what they say. <laughs> Stacy, you know all the adages and idioms. And... I well. That's why they call me Bartlett's Familiar Quotations. No one calls me that. I'm going to edit that out. Anyway. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) There she goes in the (laughs) tinfoil. There's Bartlett's Familiar Quotations. Life is like a box of chocolate. (laughs) No, that's a trigger. He has coronavirus. I went into movie madness yesterday and I was like, I'm sad. And then I walked into the bathroom and they just changed the bathroom to be all Tom Hanks posters because it's funny and weird. And then I was like, I'm sad. (laughs) Not even the ironic Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks bathroom is funny anymore. Yeah. Anyway, I guess. um... (sighs) You know what I'm going to ask. Huh? (laughs) Do we got a list of questions today? 
Surprisingly, we do. Probably our last one ever. Anybody who's ever sent one that we haven't covered yet is going to write in and be like, uh, I'm not going to be listening anymore. Could you just erase my question, please? Whatever. I won't blame you. That's fine. Um, but we do have a question. It's actually two questions. So oh, yes, it is. It is. Uh, it's from Mikey. Our pal Mikey. Who Come on, Mikey. Mikey does the butter cruds shop on etsy where he makes oh. all those amazing plushies including the haunted floor lamp including the haunted floor lamp from amityville for the evil escapes including the banana girl hitchhiker from friday the 13th oh. part four including um, Susie banyan yeah oh my god from the the correct Susie banyan i mean no offense to right. Jessica yeah. Harper, Light of My Life, Queen of My Heart. Yeah. But 2018 Suspiria Susie Banyan, as well as one of the all-time great icons next to Floor Lamp, um, the aunt from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. The plushies are amazing. So They're go, so good. Go check out Mikey's shop. Um, go buy them. Go buy them. The arts are severely impacted and everyone in the arts. So go buy them. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so the questions come from Mikey. Uh, questions are, can a slasher movie still be a slasher if it doesn't include all of the standard cliches? Hmm. Is there a specific cliche that you actually really enjoy and consider necessary? Hmm. To both of those questions, I say, sure. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. That's my answer. <laughs> now, I, uh, as someone who wrote the seminal tome, I think we can all agree on slasher movies, which is my comic zine, Slashers 101. Yeah. I mean, do we need any other text on the no. subgenre? Absolutely not. No, you can throw out that Malton's Encyclopedia. Throw out your Bartlett's familiar quotations. Throw out your Bartlett's. <laughs> Throw out your men, women, and chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah, out all those any texts. Of any of those. You've got a 20-page comic book zine that tells you what slashes are all about. Which I just got my copy of. You a, sure did. A decade late. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for all the support over the years, Anthony. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I tend to have a pretty narrow definition of slashers. Anything that falls outside of my sort of narrow definition, I call them slasher adjacent because certain movies tend to follow patterns, but I feel like slashers are super cliche riddled. Yes. Um, and I feel like to be a true slasher, it's got to have a majority of those tropes in play or it has to address the tropes in some fashion if that makes sense yeah absolutely um however in light of the end of the world i say whatever you want to call it a slasher movie fine it's a slasher movie self-identified uh, slashers yeah go for it i don't care anymore friday the 13th part three of course forrest gump whatever it's a slasher movie. If you want to call it a slasher Robin movie. Robin Wright dies. <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, The Matrix. Okay, cool. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to put rules on all of us as we are trapped in our homes, slowly dying in our tinfoil tuxedos. <laughs> Anything goes. You want to call it a slasher? Call it a slasher. Goodbye. No, but for, for real. Uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna hear hear the chair hit the floor. <laughs> uh, if you want to call it a slasher, <laughs> probably. I'm, I am. I agree. I am much more in the. I am more welcoming of slasher adjacent films. I think than you are. I'm not saying that like I'm better than. <laughs> wow, I welcome like, I feel like them. there's a. A weird connotation to that means making that statement. Yeah, wow. Now. I don't mean it like that, but like I feel I'm I I feel like I I am just as fast to flock to something slasher adjacent. But also, I think as a film programmer, I'm always trying to find excuses to show what I want to show selfishly. Um, right. 
So I can be like, oh, I'm going to show Bound for queer horror because that's a horror movie because they're going to cut off the lesbian's fingers. So that's horror, right? That's horror adjacent. So so basically, you just don't have any standards is what you're saying. I have no standards and I find the ways to bend the system to my will and whimsy. (laughs) I'm sorry, my whimsy. Your whimsy. My Uh, whimsy. (laughs) No, I think it's really interesting to look at other films that take the sort of slasher paradigms and translate them to something that wouldn't I wouldn't strictly call a slasher movie. Something like Final Destination. You know. Absolutely. Which so I would call that slasher adjacent, but it's interesting to note the way it follows slasher movie plot structure basically. But mm-hmm. the the killer and- is death itself, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if Poe, if uh, if the aliens flew down today and they said, we've got Anne Heche, it's everything's good. <laughs> but if they flew down today and they asked me questions like, you know, what, what, how do you define a slasher? Instead of saying like, why did you do this to the planet? But they'd be like, what, do you, what's a slasher that you like or something? I would, you know, or they'd be like, is Final Destination a slasher? I'd be like, yes. Ah. Because I feel I, like it, it, it is. But then if asked for further details, I'd be like, well, except. Oh, see, I just assume that everyone wants further details right from the get-go. And everyone uh, just wants to hear me talk. If a cashier says, how's your day going? <laughs> a fucking cashier's going to hear about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let me get out my day plan, Well, let Stan. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, have I programmed... Drop Dead Gorgeous at Queer Horror because, as I argued, it is slasher adjacent. Yes, I have. All right. I'm not going to straight up say Drop Dead Gorgeous is a slasher movie. However, for the purposes of getting my way, I'm going to show Drop Dead Gorgeous and I'm going to say it's slasher adjacent because, look, Christy Alley plays a killer in it and she murders, like, at least two to three different girls in that to attain what she needs which is denise richards on that float i mean i think we're on the same page with all of that i just if you just i just have to have that adjacent in there because i just get a i get a stickler for maybe i'm too uptight maybe it's that one ply toilet paper you know that's just (laughs) (laughs) it's got me all irritated (laughs) <laughs> and sensitive. <laughs> I just have <laughs> Okay. Next question specifically shapes you really enjoy and consider necessary. Um uh, let's see. Here, I'll kick it off. Okay. I love I love and I turn to you for this term. Um, and I love, I, I'm not sure if you define this term or if this is from the seminal zine Slashers 101. Uh, but I love a corpse party. Yeah. I love a corpse party. I also love uh, its, its spiritual sister, the corpse gauntlet. Yes. Oh, where they're just all falling at you? Yeah, like Laurie Strode at the end of Halloween where she's like, Oh, I opened the door and Linda's body fell out. Oh, I looked in here yes. and there's Annie on the bed. You know, and they, it's like a fucking one of those weird Japanese game shows with the obstacle course, except it's all dead bodies. <laughs> like Wipeout? Yeah. <laughs> it's only like your dead friends that you have to avoid. <laughs> That's what they need to do. They need to make a, like, or what was it? It was Most Extreme Challenge, right? Was the Japanese one? They mm. need to do like that, but then as the people are going across the balancing beam, they just toss a corpse. <laughs> toss your dead friends at you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like American oh. gladiators. Yeah. That's amazing. So I like those. I, I enjoy um, crazy kills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when they're really poorly done, like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. You know, oh. where he kills someone with an umbrella. Oh, my God. 
or the football with a sword attached from graduation day I love oh that i one. still need to see that's the one with vanna white right yeah 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 i still need to see that i just love like it, i they just tickle me a football with a sword attached like this is how you're gonna kill someone is you're gonna somehow attach a sword to a football and then throw it to someone and hope that the, that it flies correctly <laughs> and that they catch it and it impales them Oh. Love it. Or Jason punching off that boxer's head in uh, part eight. Yes. I love that shit. Yes. So yeah. good. Yeah. As long as there's some kind of stabbing, like that's, to me, that's a, another place where I'll be a stickler, is like, get no guns allowed in the slasher movie. You no. Know? Slasher killers don't use guns. It's got to stab. Yeah. It's got to poke. Gotta yeah. cut, you know. Happy yeah. birthday to me! Kill somebody with a shish kebab, you know. Get inventive is what I'm saying. Or, like one enterprising queen, get take it off your keychain. <laughs> Use your oversized novelty safety pin keychain. Get that Spencer's gift safety pin and just mm-hmm. stab, stab, stab. Yeah. Or well, I guess you really you're just you're just making giving people new piercings, but you're just lightly perforating them. Yeah, it's just well, derm abrasion at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, but it works, you know. But Rhonda doesn't need a gun. No. You know? No, because so. she is an enterprising business queen. As we have proven. I love that. I love, Um, I also love a killer monologue. Mm, oh, really? Not all of them have them, and most of the time they're terrible. However, I just love it when a killer explains to me every reason why they're doing the thing they're doing and it usually ends up being a great um well it can be terrible but can it also be a fantastic uh little moment for an actor like betsy palmer or yeah. like oh i don't know oh here it comes oh i don't know rebecca motherfucking gay heart yep hmm uh-huh. love a killer monologue they're fun all the way they go all the way back to well, I'm not sure what the first one was, but even in the old, and then there were none. Well, with uh, Barry Fitzgerald, even gets a little killer monologue in that as, as Justice Wargrave. Yeah, I'm not as crazy about those. I mean, I think Betsy Palmer is the exemple non pareil, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, because she's just so fantastic and it's such a good monologue. But I, to me, the killer monologue tends to go hand in hand with like. Now I'm crazy. Like, I know Rebecca yes. Gayhart is the example of that, and it's so over the top, and it's really fun. But it's usually yes. like, this person has maintained appearances for an hour and a half, and now, for some reason, when now they are confronted yeah, with one final person, now they're like, ooh, I can't, I'm just going to go nut Like, eh. <laughs> No, and that's the thing, is it usually is terrible. Yeah. And it usually, but it speaks to the the slice of cheesy slasher that I really appreciate. Mm, mm-hmm. So I like the awfulness of it. But I mean, but then like, obviously we're not going to have that in Halloween. We're not going to have that in Black Christmas. And it makes those films much more terrifying and effective that we don't have that. Right. Yes. Although you could argue that Dr. Loomis's whole character is just one killer monologue, but like in third person, basically. I shot um, him six times. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just, I just love, I love the films that have it. Mm. But, but is that required for all slasher films? No. And sometimes it's a detriment, but I yeah. do love a killer monologue. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I like a good mask. Oh. We've seen, I mean, you have on the one hand, you know, Michael, Jason, and Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would call Slasher adjacent for the most part. However. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael and Jason for sure have iconic masks. On the other hand, you have Don't Go in the Woods Alone, where the killer puts some fucking Mardi Gras beads on his face <laughs> and is good to go. Or Rhonda just has a wig. Rhonda just has a wig. Sometimes a headband. Yeah. that's good enough she doesn't cover up at all no um but i do love i do love a creepy mask yeah what's one of your favorites 
Um, probably Alice, Sweet Alice, which I uh. wouldn't call. I would call that probably that's slasher adjacent for sure. But man, that look of the killer in the yellow rain slicker and that fucking mask. Yeah. Ooh, woo woo woo. It's a good look. That's a good look. I mean, I like Mike. I like the OG Michael Myers look. I think is good, and I love Baghead Jason from Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Baghead Jason is this. I mean, I'm with you. That's the scariest Jason. Yeah, yeah. It's the most real dude. Yeah. Know? So <clears throat> there you go, slashers, man. I love them. I love them. This movie didn't, uh, you know, was what it was, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you Last hear it here first, everyone. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> That's the sound of our Peabody Award never yeah. coming in. <laughs> and just like that, we gay lords crawl back into the lake. <laughs> we do. Which we came. <laughs> we gaze at our third thumbs. Not a euphemism, or is it? <laughs> That's enough, man. Let the fever take me. Goodbye. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god. god! Tune in next time! Ha <laughs> ha